Welcome to Bundle Buddies, a podcast where we play through the Shadow Bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. The Itch.io Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality was launched in June 2020 during a massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840-plus creators, and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 14, and we have played 41 of the... 1,365 games of the bundle. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Eric. Oh, holy cow. 41 games. That's, I mean, so, you know, we're we're starting to kind of turn the corner on 2020, right? We're about to go into 2021. I thought you were going to say, I was starting to co- turn the corner on the number of games we have to play. No, <laughs> I was like, no, I was like no, sir. Well, and when you say 41 out of 1,365, that's a lot, but also like, we played 41 games. I know. I, you know, like, I don't know. It's not that. I don't know when the last time I played 41 games, new games in a year was. Like, I think last year, I probably only played NBA 2K19. <laughs> 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 and it was just sort of like, I wasn't playing a ton of. No. And then, like, you know, dumb stuff on my phone. But this is really kind of. Uh, revitalized a an interest in a hobby that i that i have and i love and uh really absorbs a ton of my time i think i've become re-addicted to video games i'm so glad (laughs) if if there's nothing else that i could do it's to um i'm really happy that we've we've encouraged each other to be addicted to games again well you know what i was i was already addicted to like paper magic the gathering and that's gone now i don't have that anymore i'm not i'm you know and uh so, you know, I it weaned me off of that bullshit. Thank you, Bundle Buddies. Thank I've, you, Bundle Buddies. I've been playing, so I've been playing uh, this game called Talisman, which is like an 80s board game. And so this is the video game client of the 80s board game. Oh, it's terrible, but I'm so into it. I, oh, like I love that. Addicted, because it's like, you roll a die, you can go to one place or another, and then like it flips up an adventure card. Uh, and I like just had it on at work today, like with four AIs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's basically like Monopoly. It's like fantasy video game or fantasy board game Monopoly. So it's like that long of a game, and you really don't have that many choices, but it's so long. Oh. That is so funny. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Have I'll you ever have you ever looked into on Steam? There's a game called like Board Game Simulator. Have you ever played that? Oh, oh I, I shared. Yeah, I shared that with you, didn't I? Yeah, Andrew, one of our former guests, Andrew, uh, a bundle buddy, a bundle buddy. He built a game on it that uh, we would play together at the beginning of quarantine, uh, and then uh, actually playing this talisman game. We he's talking about the two of us making a a better version of talisman that we're going to build in a tabletop simulator. So that's cool. But uh, forget about that because we have a really fun episode coming up. Oh my God. This one is crazy. There's this has, this has the least gaming content of any of our episodes. Yeah. Having listened, having edited it. 
Yeah, this uh, it's like the anti episode of the Bundle Buddies, but I love Claudio so much. Oh yeah, we've got Claudio Saavedra around. He's a comedian, actor, and a great guy. He's based here in Los Angeles. Claudio and I perform improv with a team called Duran 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 around <laughs> town when we're not in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm. Uh, so uh, you'll definitely pick up on some of our easy rapport. Yeah, um, and I'm the course just of the show. A squeaky third wheel. <laughs> actually i think you guys have all the chemistry and i'm sort of there just like chugging along trying to keep us on track and pull you guys down because you're both rascals which is something it's true it's true he brings out the the little freak in me the little imp <laughs> i i bring out the german brutalist architecture uh enthusiast in you and he oh, brings man. up the little imp yeah exactly that's true both of those things are true he you know, I used to think that my jaw was like too clenched and I like popped it for him. And he was like, that's nothing. Watch this. He, his jaw is so clenched and he like opened his mouth and it made the loudest cracking sound I have ever heard. That dude, that dude rules. That guy rules. Um, <laughs> and his cause for the week is uh, R-A-I-C-E or RACE, the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. They're a nonprofit agency that promotes justice by providing free and low-cost legal services to underserved immigrant children, families, and refugees. They defend the rights of immigrants and refugees, empower individuals, families, and communities, and advocate for liberty and justice. Uh, we've donated to them, and if you donate and said proof to Bundle Buddies Podcast at gmail.com, we'll shout you out on the show, uh, especially as we go into the uh, Joe Biden administration, which uh, all this stuff will be out of the headlines and out of mind, but there will still be a ton of nefarious shit that's being done in our name done. So please don't tune out. And yeah, uh, I they, still exists. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> and it's not going anywhere. That's been proven by everybody who is now in power. Mm. Uh, they love it. Um, yeah. So fuck ice and uh, help race. And uh, oh, man. Race has ice in the name, which is really interesting. I wonder if that was on purpose. Gotta the, be. Uh, you would have to ask them. Um, and we won't, but you should. As as you donate, put that in the comments. Okay, well, enough of that. Let's get going on this damn pod. It's real fun, and we love you. We'll, we'll catch you afterwards. All right, peace. Everyone come back, come back, come back. Turn it back on. Let's go. Come on. (laughs) This is, I have a feeling that this is going to be a silly one. I hope so. I don't think so. I think this is going to be a totally normal, good one. Always fun. I don't think, Claudio, I don't think you and I have had an actual conversation before. Is that that fair? Well, that's not quite true. You and I have had conversations without... Uh, jokes. You you had me do a um, a table read, and I didn't want to like do a bunch of bits. Okay, while you yeah, no, no, that's that. true. That's true. That's and not a conversation. Then, that's no, a table read. Yeah, that's yeah. that was. But I. Thought we... <laughs> that's what I made you say the words <laughs> that oh, I wanted. Yeah, to... <laughs> it doesn't refute what Eric is saying right now. No, no, no. What I meant We've was had a Eric... conversation. I've done a table read with you before. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant, you jerk. It was uh, Eric call. Eric, Eric called me like a, a day or two before the table read. He's like, "If you have any questions," and I was like, "I." And then I, I try to take it as seriously as possible. No bits, no jokes. 
and then towards the end, I was like, maybe we could be a little more light in the conversation. I think at the very end, some jokes happened, but that was basically it. That was a pretty serious conversation. I'll say. I, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Never mind. I take it back. Uh, <laughs> we we try not to do any bits on this podcast. So this podcast is not funny. It's a dry academic conversation. Yeah. On gaming. Maybe um, we should make more jokes, and that'll get us more listeners. No, I think I don't think there's anything we can do to get more listeners. I no. think we're we're basically cursed right around where we are <laughs> unless one of us gets famous for some other reason oh fuck um, this is why i was doing this to get famous yeah. oh really uh, no. oh baby i got some bad news for you oh, God but damn maybe it. maybe claudia can get famous nah, what, what we should what we should do eric is we all of our guests we should try to get them as famous as possible and then that'll reflect well on the podcast oh that's a great and point then we'll get famous so if, you know claudia if there's anything we can do to help you get more famous let us know I honestly think that the uh, the effort that you spent on trying to make me famous would be better spent on making this podcast listenable. <laughs> <laughs> That's Very a good fair. Start, a better start. <laughs> let's start. Let's start this episode with some creative, like some constructive notes, because we give a lot of notes to games. Uh, what's some notes for the podcast, Claudio? What do you think we should do? Oh, I mean, for once, you guys should like each other. I, I, I've never heard a podcast where the two hosts don't like each other, at, and it's very clear. It's hard to listen to sometimes. I'd start there. Uh, yeah, I don't. There's just too much about Alex to not like. Uh, I agree. I feel the same way about Eric. You know, I, for me, it sort of starts and stops with how dumb Eric's butt is. <laughs> That's the thing is actually I think there's a lot of things to like about Alex and I think that people like me um, up top and the more they get to know me the less they like me is because I just you know I, I, I turn people off I have a lot of opinions and uh, I don't think that's true I like you if, so much more now than I did when I first knew you. What the fuck? I thought we were good friends when we first met each other. We, we I mean, we've been, uh, consistent, you know what? we've been consistent friends, but you used to be a little troublemaker. And that's, now that's you're, true. You're, I, less Bart, you're less Bart Simpson than you used to be. Which I, I really once appreciate. threw a, gla a glass bottle outside of the upstairs gallery. When I was in charge, when I was in charge that's... of stuff, Eric would basically like every six months just do something that would really piss me off. <laughs> I feel, I feel bad about that too this day. Like just throwing that just because. Well, come on, Alex. We were in our late 20s, early 30s. <laughs> <laughs> now that was solid mid 20s, I think. Solid oh, mid okay. early 20s. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Definitely mid 20s. We were like, uh, I was probably like 28. Erica's probably 26. Something. For yeah. sure. So yeah, you're still, yeah, you're still young enough to throw glass bottles and make it a very dangerous environment for anyone to be in. You're yeah. allowed to do that. We had a truly a massive party going on, and that was the same night there was that huge fire. You remember? That was crazy. That big explosion. Yeah. Oh, was the Chicago fire? Yeah. <laughs> well, interestingly, it was a Chicago fire. I don't know if we call it the Chicago fire. Holy shit, no, don't this, is, this is serious. No, I yeah. wasn't thinking like actual fire fire, but this is like. But you know what? The worst thing that happened that night was was Eric smashed a bottle on the ground. <laughs> Eric, goddamn it. I remember calling I was I was drunk and I remember like calling my parents and leaving a message on their phone that was like I'm okay. And it's like they like I was just I'm okay. There was a big fire, big explosion. I'm okay. Like no, three crazy. in the morning. Yeah. That was, that's, that was, most, that was that's the most distressing voicemail any parent could hear at three AM I'm fine. I'm okay. Oh yeah. They didn't call me back for a couple of days. Claudio well, let's start with video games. Where did you start? What? What? Tell me about your first video game you ever played. All right. Well, 
Um, the listeners probably don't know who I am. I'm my name is Claudio. I don't like video games. I don't play <laughs> video games. I don't know what I'm doing here. Claudio um, and I, I are comedy friends. We're, yes. We we improvise together quite a bit. He's one of my good friends here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And here we have the non gamers perspective on uh, the H.io bundle for racial justice and equality. That's um, right. I I've tried to tell Claudio about this bundle a couple times, and he sort of is like, "Oh, okay, that's nice." You know, sort of been like, "That's cool for you," but you know, <laughs> not necessarily my sort of thing. So we're having him on right now. Uh, he's also friends with Eric. I should add. I'm not yeah, Eric. Yeah, we're, they just prattled on about their friendship for fucking 15 minutes up top. So they already, the listeners already know that. But uh, Claudio, it, as Eric said, video games in general. Where do you where do you go? Yeah, so I would say the only video game that I like, well, that's not true, but the main video game in my life is Tetris. Mm, and oh. I think a lot of people like to say that they're good at Tetris, but I'm legit, like, that's a real solid, I'm really good at Tetris. Okay. Um, really good. When did you start playing Tetris? Um, I would say in sixth grade, so 12 years old, let's say. 12 years okay. old. Mm-hmm. What, what, uh, what were you playing on, a Game Boy? or like This a was a Game Boy Color. Nice. Mm. So I stupidly made my mom buy me a Game Boy Color so I could pay, so I could play Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> the extra, like, my mom does, wasn't making any money. I was like, no, mom, it's the you gotta spend the extra. <laughs> color. I'm pretty sure Tetris had just like single, you know, like you could have just gotten as like a program on a computer or something like that. Really, I could have, but I wanted to like every, all of my friends in like junior high had Game Boys, and I wanted to like. I didn't want to play Pokemon, but I also wanted to like have a Game Boy, and so mm. I was like, Tetris will be my game, and that's what it was. Do you? Is it like like the original Tetris, or do you fuck around with like you know weirdo Tetris stuff? Um, I so the Tetris that I had on that Game Boy was Tetris DX, which was like a little smoother, and you could like the there was kind of like a lag between when a block fell on a line, and you could kind of like shuffle it around and move it around. It wasn't yeah. like it just lands and it's th- and it's there. So that yeah. was like there was a little bit more flexibility there. So that was my that was my first Tetris. And then from there, got rid of it. And then I went on. There was a Tetris Facebook for a little bit that I would play with like cool. with a, a few of my friends and we compete. And then obviously I was always winning. Uh, and then that we stopped doing that when the, a lot of ads were happening. And then I found this weird Russian website where it allows you to play Tetris against people from around the world. Oh, on okay. yes and i started playing that and that is pretty well during quarantine i kind of stopped now but i was also beating people around the world as well <clears throat> so wait uh, why, why are you stopping now this is like the perfect time to be doing that well this is what happened i was playing originally on yes please please edit all this out this is just for you guys and then we'll get back to the podcast because it's so oh, this is this is what our our five listeners tune in for at least right. 30 at least 30 at least 30 well of the 30 here, uh, a buddy of mine, we were quarantining together, and he had, like, this old, like, uh, this. what are the keyboards with, like, the mechanic clacky sound? Oh, yeah, this? yeah. So he had that, and we would play Tetris with that, and it was very satisfying to play with, and just, like, you know, kind of hearing the clack, 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 clack. Yeah, like, I, have, your, I have one of those keyboards. Check it out. Wait, now Claudia's looking on his computer and stuff. <laughs> I can see the glow on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's going to be some editing on this podcast, it seems, because somebody wrote, are you talking? Your mic is off. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> that was that was Google. Google said that. Dude, that and is because, 
Because uh, for the listener, just so you know, we record over uh, Zencaster. That's where our audio lives. But Google Meet is what we used to see each other. And then we all mute in Google Meet so it doesn't get picked up twice. Oh, and Claudio just got confused. Okay. Because... It's okay. It's okay. Claudio, why did you stop playing Tetris in, in I quarantine? I got confused. You know what? No. Let's keep on talking about this because I don't want to like look like a big old dumbass on the podcast. <laughs> I got a little confused. I'm trying to take this podcast seriously. No bits, no jokes. And then I see this and I'm like, am I getting fucked with? I don't know. All right. So moving on. Why did I stop playing that Tetris? Because I moved my friend with the click clacky keyboard left and I was trying to play it on my, on my laptop. It just didn't give me the satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of dropped it. So, so you're not playing any video games right now. I am actually playing a bit, a video game called threes. Okay. What's that? Threes, threes GS. And it's essentially, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's a, it's like a grid with numbers on it. And you're supposed to, a pair like numbers and then they will you sum them up and they turn into another number oh, and then yeah. you're supposed to find yeah i it's... remember that game yeah so i'm like super into that game because it's so like peaceful and like de-stressing kind mm-hmm. of it's not like it's like tetris and that it doesn't end until yeah. you mess up it's like one of those games and it's that's the game i played okay so you say so was tetris like your first game like did you go to like sleepovers or anything like that and like play video games with friends or is it just sort of like you've just never had any interest i i did go to sleepovers and they would always play uh goldeneye mm-hmm. and i never had that system so i i couldn't really play along with them but i know all the freaking jokes <laughs> yeah odd job or whatever nice. or there we go. There i know we go. all your i know all those stuff all right okay um and then um you've my got dad, my number mm-hmm. yeah my dad did give uh, me and my sisters the original Super Nintendo. We played, you know, the normal Mario. <laughs> so, look, I'm not, I'm not a video game person. I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, we know what you're doing. This is great. This is perfect. This is awesome. We want to have. We we're wanna... trying to establish the base so that when you critique the games coming up next, people can tell where you're coming from. You know All what right. I mean? Like yes. Like for you is like it's basically a binary. Like, is this Tetris? And if it's not Tetris, then you won't like it. <laughs> truly, like truly, zero or a one kind of thing. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. There's one game of the four games that I played where I'm like, these are not. One is super close to Tetris, and the other are not. And I don't want to play these other games. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, so, is it what what detracts you from video games? Is that uh, does that make sense? Is there yeah. something that like turns you off? No, there's nothing that turns me off. I like video games. I just, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, the very last video game that I had, that like, tr- like proper video game was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Okay. I don't know if, know if you played that one. Oh, I loved it. I played yeah, so much of that game. That was my favorite. And then I played it once through with, with you know, cheating and the codes and all that. And then. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's let's give it another shot. No, no cheating. And then I did it clean. Is there a term for that when you, when you yeah, no, doing it clean is is perfect. Is You're that how, is that what is that what video game heads say? I I beat it I clean. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a video game head. That's the th- like. I just I think I'm a casual game yeah. player. I play Eric, very. Eric casual. and I are both casual gamers. Um, Vice City, I think, was was so great because it was like, did you play the the Grand Theft Auto before that? I did like that one. It felt like was fun, but like generic, right? It was like, there's cars and stuff. And like 
when in Vice City they decided that they were going to set it sort of in the 80s and with that aesthetic, it just like yeah. it feels like it felt like it just opened so much up in that game. And I would just like drive around for hours listening to like she bop <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, going up ramps and stuff like that. Like that was a I, game yeah. that I just spent hours inside of just like late at night. And he definitely could too. That, I remember like one time I never really smoked uh, uh, weed, uh, but there was one time. Whoa, whoa, of- whoa. We're a drug free podcast. Well, he said he never drugs. smoked weed. So keep right, going. Right. But he's about to talk us about the time he did smoke weed. So I just want to make sure he doesn't fucking make himself completely. Uh, oh, I better not finish this story. For then. our community. <laughs> no, keep on going. Sorry to interrupt with a, a bad bit. Keep on no, going. No, it's a good bit. It's a good bit, Alex. No, I'm trying to, bit. It's so I tried bad. to I tried to get a little bit of momentum going here because, boy, oh, boy, I could tell that this interview is going to go off the rails completely. <laughs> I have been good this whole entire goddamn time. <laughs> You guys are the unprofessional jerks that are trying to like get me off into bit territory. I'm no, trying to be nice. No, no, no. You're so you're doing so well. Okay. Did you smoke weed and play Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Thank you. So that's what happened, and I did that for about two hours, and I had KFC, and I was trying to avoid my mom the whole entire afternoon, and I did, and I still feel guilty about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't blame you, man. If my mom was going to call me fat, too, I'd try to stay her. You know what I mean? There's a lot of mom stuff this I, I'm realizing. Sorry, guys. Wow. Is it, tell, how's your relationship with your mom? Love her. Love her. She's the love of my life. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. She's a great lady. She's fun. Cool. That's great. And, yeah. and your mom and your dad, they're, they're still together? They're still together. I'm actually at their house right now. Are you yeah. really? Uh-huh. I'm the valley boy. And that's where. So I know you guys are what Chicago boys. Eric Chicago, Chicago yeah. boy. I'm a I'm a Cambridge cuck. All right, wow. Cambridge cuck. Cambridge cuck and Chicago cuck. Nah. Uh, so you well, guys. I guess, Chicago, like, I guess Chicago cuck works too. No, kinda. that's okay. I, I'm a I'm a Cambridge kid. There we go. Well, I grew here. You guys flew here. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good for like a like a 1980s diss track right there. Y'all flew here, but I grew here. here. Well, there's a story to that, and I'll never stop laughing at this. But one Fourth of July, I went to uh, Newport Beach with some friends, and we saw two groups of white guys like bump into each other and start fighting. And then, uh, so we just kind of like stopped walking and just to check it out to see if like anything was gonna happen. And one of the guys clearly just said, "Dude, I." I grew here. You flew here. And we all started just like laughing. Not like we didn't want to get into fights ourselves. So we couldn't make it seem like we were laughing at them, but we were kind of like, what is going on? This place is incredible. So I would always say I grew here. You flew here ironically, but I mean, in this case, I mean it because you guys right. can't fucking get out of here. Yeah. actually, <laughs> We're some we're terrible gentrifiers over here. Ugh, get out. Okay. Uh, I'm gone. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm done. I'll stick around. Now that Eric's gone, I can leave. I can stay. One in, one <laughs> <Yes>. out. <laughs> My dad is leaving Chicago. Like he's he is born and raised in Chicago, and he's like retiring, kind of in Arizona, I guess. Ooh. Wow. Which is uh, it feels strange to me. Like I'm at the point now where I'm like, oh, do I go to? Will I go to Chicago to like go home for? I mean, obviously not, you know, these upcoming holidays, but like mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's all I got. If we're not talking about video games, no, I mean that's what. What? Where in Arizona is he? Tucson. 
Oh, okay. I've actually I've never been there. Claudia, have you been there before? I, I passed through Arizona once on a road trip, and it was hell. Sorry, oh, yeah. anyone that lives there, but it was hell. Well, Tucson, <laughs> I, Tucson's got like a a university town kind of feel to it. So mm, it's uh, it's kind of like one of those weirdo lefty pockets, right? Really, like you can walk around downtown and uh, it, you know. We were in uh, on, on the drive out stuff. here. We were in uh, Moab, Utah, and there was like an incredible like health food restaurant. But it was like it was like a vegan restaurant, but it was like '90s health food. So do you know what I mean? Like, no. I mean, I mean, like right now it's so trendy to be gluten free and like Whole Foods and all that sort of stuff. But I back when it was just like hippies who were like that, and they opened up their restaurants, you know, oh, a and lot like, of a lot of lentils. Yeah, and like the weird lefty pockets you're talking about, where it's like, oh, they've been as progressive as like big cities are getting right now because it's fashionable for so long. So like, it's like a lot of tempeh food and like mm. weird sprouts and all that sort of shit. You know, they never updated the menu. So now yeah, not ex- exactly. So, but it's you know, it's like, oh, I, I know this, but I haven't had it in sort of this context before. Um, like, but anyways, like, it's the punchline of every sitcom in the '90s, where it's like, hey, what is this tofu? Yeah, exactly. This what this stuff tastes slimy in my mouth. Yeah, hey, what? Hey, 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 Ma, what is this tofu? Uh, if I wanted a veggie burger, I'd go and stop being a pussy. Yeah, yeah, or like, uh, yeah. hey, the punchline is. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a they don't. Yeah, they don't like tofu. They don't like it. I kind of like tofu. I mean, you've been a vegetarian since like the freaky nineties. I feel like. <laughs> so like you're the equivalent of one of those places. I feel like I was a vegetarian for a little bit in the nineties because I, because a girl that I had a crush on was a vegetarian also in the nineties. So together, uh, I never. I don't think we ever talked, but I, I definitely knew she was a vegetarian. Oh, that's so cool. So, like, you were, like, to try to re- be able to relate to her, or, like, in solidarity, you were a vegetarian, too? Yeah, but also, like, weird and awkward and just, like, would never, I like, we never really had any conversations together. My sister, who I don't know if I've mentioned on the, the oh podcast, God. yeah, but she was a vegetarian from the time she was... 13 until she was like 26 or something like that maybe 28 until really oh. recently um and or maybe even younger maybe she was like 10 or something like that but it was some insane amount of time um but she's not very healthy so i, don't, I would recommend <laughs> it i would just not pasta, recommend it just pasta and french fries <laughs> technically no, you're vegetarian. No. I mean, I don't think she really loves eating very much, which makes me so sad because there's nothing I love more in the entire world. Oh, yeah. You know, you're an eater. Uh, mm. The way Eric put it one time, is like sometimes when I'm with some friends, we go out to drink. But I'm when I'm hanging with Alex, we go out to consume. And that's I'm true. like, I, I feel like that's uh, very fair. <laughs> Wait, Claudio, can you what's your what's your Tetris strategy? Now I'm now I'm like, what makes somebody good at Tetris? Um, it's, it's being adaptable because sometimes you, you'll be, I mean, I think everyone thinks the easiest one is stack up on one side and leave the one, you know, space and then wait. Yeah. For yeah. Uh, that's the most basic solid strategy. Uh, that's for the basic boys out there. Okay. But, that's but like, me. That's yeah. my level of Tetris. But like every once in a while you'll find yourself where you can't do that. Right. Uh-huh. So you got to kind of like see a couple moves ahead. You know, if I, if I, maybe if I like do something that's like a mess up here i will like be able to like set myself up for two more clear lines in the future and then Mm. that'll knock off some um, that'll give me access to like another area to to do whatever it is i need to do to clear that line hey my name's mc tetris i'm here to say i grew here you flew here every day (laughs) hey that's perfect 
There we go. Um, do, so the Tetris effect is the like is the name for I think a thing that like a lot of video game players have where they start to see the world yeah. in terms of like do you get that hard? Um, if I play Tetris, yeah, for sure. I okay. think that's pretty common. Uh-huh. Camille uh, is I talk about her playing this game called Redecor, which is like you get like a room and then you can decorate it and stuff like that. And so she's somebody who's never had games before and she's starting to experience that for the first time in real life. And it's very, you know, confusing to her. She's like, you know, looking at our walls and being like, Oh, what if I put wallpaper here? Like decorate this like this. It's a, I don't know. Is she she feeling like her taste is getting worse? Because I mean, spoiler not spoiler but like a little behind the scenes our wives both play this game and love to like talk shit about how much oh, the, the bundle brides the bundle brides uh, <laughs> yeah or as my uh, my wife katie calls it uh the quiet wives because they have to be quiet while we're recording yeah that oh, one dude. i i that one makes me feel real real weird i don't know i'm okay with it well, of course you are right I'm, claudia I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to uh, comment on this part of this podcast. <laughs> Come on. Who's... Claudia, whose wife do you like more? Like, that's the question. So Tetris, you could do a bunch of different strategies. <laughs> the, the actual Tetris itself, which, Alex, you were talking about. And then there's something called uh, a T-spin. You guys want to... No, this is the last thing about Tetris, and then we can move on to the actual video games. No, no, no. I'm into the it. podcast. This is what the podcast is. All right. So if, uh, if anyone knows what... Uh, if anyone that's listening knows about Tetris, there's a thing called a T-spin where you're left with a little area, a little, like, uh, negative space that's in the shape of a T. Mm. And then if there's a block that covers just a little bit of that, it's hard to access. Unless you have a particular block, which is the T-shaped block, and you guide it in there, and then at the very last second, you shift it, so then it it takes the the space of that of that T that negative mm-hmm. T, and that's called a T spin, and that'll like give you more points because it's harder to access, and you're waiting for a block, and you kind of like set yourself up for it. So that's wow. kind of, that could be like a strategy if you want more points. So. Wait, you can get a T spin and like fill in a, all three of those lines. Uh, well, it's two. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking that's, about? Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. And um, that's like you can't really do that in the original Tetris. If you might be able to, but I think it's harder. And like the newer versions, you're kind of more allowed to like play with the blocks like that. It was interesting. The last time the the you know Tetris is one of those games where you buy it over the course of your gaming career like seven or eight times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you 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 get it for Game Boy, and then you'll buy it as like a mobile app. You know what I mean? There's, yes. There's and and they keep on. I, I, I feel I just, the opposite. I don't think I've ever bought Tetris in my entire life. Oh my life. god! But it's such a good game. I just, I just I bought think... a game. I bought the, the newest version of Tetris that came out. Well, so there's kind of two most recent ones. One of them is Tetris '99 on the Switch, which yes. is free. Claudia, last time you and I actually talked about video games, you were like, "I want to buy a Switch just so I can play Tetris '99." Yeah. So I'm kind of doing the same thing, like with the Game Boy Color, because a friend of mine's wife, Mimi, shout out to Mimi, uh, she is playing uh, Tetris '99. And she is beating 99 people. Like, she's really good. And she started talking some shit on me. And she's like, I will, she's like, a lot of people think they're good, but I'm actually good. Just the same, the same spiel that I, that I gave you guys. I'm like, <laughs> actually, uh, a lot of you probably think you're good. I'm good. So now I have to, I don't know where I'm going to get one of these switches, but now I got to get it and I got to beat Mimi. Sorry. I think, Sorry. Uh, I think you should be able to get a switch this uh, holiday season a lot more easily than in the past. Because okay. a lot of people are buying uh, the the newest consoles like PS4 and uh, Xbox and shit like that. 
So um that's exciting, Claudio. I, I hope you get it. Uh, the the newer the newest Tetris besides that is something called Tetris Effect. It's an actual game, and the idea is they just took Tetris and then created like interactive music and graphics that go along with it. Um, huh. It's it's so fucking good. I can't stress enough how good it is. Well, it's coming out in fall of 2018. So get ready, everybody. <laughs> You can still you can still buy it, but it's like thirty bucks. Really? Yeah, I I bought it and I played it for about two months, and I, I would play while I was working out a lot because it's kind of perfect while you're on an exercise bike, just going along. On what on what game system? Uh, PS4, but I bet you can get other places now too, and I'm oh. sure it'll be cheap soon. So strongly recommend it for you all you console it. console freaks out there. Do you hate video games? I don't hate video games. I just, I, I, I mean, I, I'll watch people play video games and I'll like it. Uh, for instance, my cousins are into Rocket League. And, oh yeah, hell yeah! Oh, there Rocket is. League is great. I do like Rocket League, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't love it enough to be like, all right, I gotta get a PS4. I gotta get a you know a whole yeah. head. Like I'll play it with them, but it's not like the end of the world for me. How good do you think your cousins are at Rocket League? Could they? You, you want to play them? Yeah. I'll, I'll set that up. I'm actually pretty good myself. I do a very specific strategy uh-huh. where I only uh, doom people. Oh, um, yeah. The demolition? You demo I people? Only demo, I only demo people. That's yeah. my thing. Yeah. I'm not going to ever put one of those balls in the, in the goal. I'm going to demo you. You're I a had, goon. You're a, 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 a Rocket League goon. I, yeah. um, I play with a group of friends, and we, we've got Discord going because like people are on different types of devices or whatever and my friend francis and i we play like just through the xbox Mm. so the other day i was playing with my friends and francis wanted to join in he saw that i was playing online and so he joined in but couldn't communicate with anybody right so like he was basically alone and then i've got we have a friend that basically just does that right rides around in demos and just went for francis the entire (laughs) time and so it was like it was like seven friends hanging out and then one dude just straight up bullying the one guy who could not hear anybody else (laughs) and he just quit immediately he was like that was awful and then he like texted me later was just like i want to beat that dude's ass like it was so rude yeah god damn it that sounds so funny to me though i mean like <laughs> i can see myself doing that and I'm like, that sounds like so much fun it's so funny eric because a, a previous episode uh it was you and your friend andrew who are, are mm-hmm. both you know and he was like let's say something nice about alex that only he will hear and uh, Eric, you were like, oh, Alex is really, he's really, really nice. You know, I really like him. He's so nice. And I, I, in my head, I was like, that's cool. But like, fuck him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm nice. Like, what is he talking about? But then hearing that story about your friends, I'm like, oh, yeah, compared to that, I am very, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I would never, ever do something like that. That's so mean. Okay, here we go. This week's games... We played uh, four games this week. Per Claudio's request, uh, we actually found games that you could play in the browser. So uh, these are all games that are available at itch.io um, on the game pages uh, with access through your browser. Which yeah, is browser great. buddies. That's right. Browser buddies this week. Uh, That's just in with... case you have a company-owned property uh, and you don't want to download anything on it because you don't want to alert IT. So you're welcome, guys. 
Yeah, thank I've you. Been, I've been uh, really towing that line, I think, <laughs> way hard. <laughs> um, so as a result, we've got four games, and uh, I imagine that they would be a little bit less deep for that reason than some of the ones, because without installing like a ton on your computer, there's only so much you can do that we'd be playing more kind of Flash games. And that was kind of both true and not true in some ways in this. Mm. So, so why don't we start with... Probably the most basic one, which was Peckin Pixels, a simulation 2D animal chicken cute eggs farming management pixel art single player game uh, developed by Waving Walrus Games. Peckin Pixels is a cute management game where you run a chicken farm and make money selling your chickens colorful eggs. Guys. Yeah, yeah go for it. I loved Peckin Pixels. <laughs> <laughs> this was a legit good game i love this game <laughs> to start off it's a it's just one image basically yeah, and then there's much. chickens around running around you can buy stuff you could sell stuff you've got three nests you got chickens and you got an incubator and then you could put hats on the chickens yeah mm-hmm. put hats on the chickens sell stuff try to raise money and that's kind of it it just kind of keeps on going um the 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 art in this the way it looks is really really nice it's a very cute game i think that's a really great description that the everything's really fun to interact with and to to do um one of the things that like really surprised me is how delighted i was when um there so basically like stuff comes down this conveyor belt to you and then you the, so to put it that way and then if you want to sell something you put it on the conveyor belt the other way but what i didn't realize is that you order corn the corn comes in a box so you put the box down, then you put the corn down there. And then you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this box? I don't get it. <laughs> I put the box on the conveyor belt, and it went away. The box went away on the conveyor belt. Got a little bit of money for it. Yeah, and I got a little bit of money. money and that, 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 that made, made me so much, so, so joyous. I lost my mind at how much fun that was. Yeah, that, that turned into like a little mini part of the game where you want to clean up. Because like the eggs will hatch, and so you have like the shells in the little tiny incubator. You can even put those in the conveyor belt, clean up the whole entire screen. There was so much like just mindless work that this game did for you. And it was so like, I didn't have to think, I didn't have to do anything. It was just like, this showed up. What do you do? You feed it. And then what happens when you're done? You sell it and then you move on with your life. It was so simple. Fantastic game, 10 out of 10. One thing that I think is actually interesting about this game is that, you know, so this, in a lot of ways, this is sort of like the most reduced version of like a game like Stardew Valley, where you're doing like a farm management sim kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And what, what happened in Stardew Valley to me at some points is that I got stressed out because I actually created more stuff that to like to do maintenance for than I had time in the day to be able to do other stuff. And I I found myself actually getting stressed out when I played that game. Um, So the key is to actually find the limits in terms of like what you actually feel more comfortable with, like playing like game wise to actually create like a fun experience. And this game does that too, where you can actually get out of things can get out of control pretty quickly in terms of like hatching too many chickens and then having to like move them onto the, you know, the like, uh, nest so they can lay eggs and then like moving the eggs out of there and then putting other things there and yeah. then making sure you have enough food and before you know it like there's just chaos happening and you're going insane right um, so y- the point is to like keep things at the level you feel comfortable with and you're happy with so you're not so hectic and you can just kind of surf with this thing and cruise with it right and like they, they give you three nests so so you kind of like have to those nests will be used to get eggs 
and you have like however many chickens. But if you want, if you have more than three, that's a lot more management. So mm -hmm. if you kind of keep that in mind, you're like, I don't want to be a very productive farmer. I just want to have three chickens, three nests, or maybe a little bit more, four or five. But like, hey, if you get a little bit too many chickens, you got to sell some of these chickens. Don't be so precious with them. <laughs> it was just also, the thing the, was so great. You have to like put, you like the weird, it's, it's kind of really odd humanizing the chickens by like putting a hat on them and then selling them like it's like <laughs> that's why you have the hat so you don't tell them eric oh you didn't tell them. oh no i am as soon as i got a chicken i put a hat on it and then as soon as the chicken because like you can feed them grapes and you can feed them grapes make them want make them want to lay eggs it makes mm. them lay egg well the eggs that they lay will be more likely to be chickens right and then uh grapefruit lets you lay eggs without putting them in the nests and so like you could feed them grapefruit and feed them grapes but any chickens that hadn't eaten grapefruit or grapes sold them right but as, oh, yeah. soon, as, as soon as i had got a chicken i put a hat on it i had like 20 chickens running around wow that's insane <laughs> didn't you feel like to me to me that was like total misery i was just like there's so much happening i can't yeah. deal with it i would never be able to play that game like for any length of time if i felt that stress you put a hat on the ones you love and you sell the rest. I put a hat on the true blue. The one that I like got, I was like, you're my true blue. I'm never selling you. You're my baby. Uh -huh. And then from that point on, it was very easy for me to tell, like, hat is mine forever. And then you kind of, everyone else gets sold. You named I did not name. I just put a hat. It was oh, a little okay. beanie. It was like a little beanie, a blue beanie. Yeah. I mean, there's not very much else to talk about this game. Do you guys have any more points you want to make about it? Um, When I got the rainbow chicken at the end, I felt very proud. Oh, you, you, so I for beat me the game. There was a point, <laughs> there was kind of a point where I got, um, I felt like I had done what there was to do with the game. Like, so there was, it was like, okay, okay yeah. I kind of got the rhythm of it and I have the hang of it. I kind of, I'm, I'm done. Like, no, you guys are so wrong. You guys are so wrong <laughs> because I felt the same way too. Where I'm like, I kind of get this. And then I, something drew me back to the game. Like I haven't felt in a game in a very long time. So I went back and I was like, what are the objections or what are the objectives? What are they trying to get me to do? And uh -huh. I followed every single one of them, and I got my my rainbow egg, and I was like, oh, I, I'm the ultimate farmer here. This is yeah. the best game of all time. <laughs> so, I mean, the next level in a game like this is that they uh, create, like, opportunities for you to have more nests or, like, create improvements around the farm so you can do various things more easily, like an auto situation where, like, the chickens will, like, the eggs will get automatically, like, like get siphoned into the incubator or whatever it is that, you know, you basically like take away work from your experience. So that then it's like a whole, wholly automated contained thing. And I kind of like that. They didn't do that. I, I like that. They were just like, Nope, it, this is it yeah. Yeah. escalate. Yeah. It's just it's like, meditation or chaos, like whatever you want to do. <laughs> Completely agree. That's why I liked it so much. I think. So Claudio um, final thoughts are you, and are you a pass or a play? Oh, this is complete play. I'm playing this game again. <laughs> yeah. Eric, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was fun and it was cute and um, I had a good time. And then, sort of, as soon as I kind of felt like I got the rhythm of the rules, I sort of felt done with it. So, uh, to me, I think ultimately it's a pass, just because it's like it was kind of like I get it, I got it, and and that was enough. It was sort of like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't heighten in any way that felt. Uh, significant and I was like okay I mean but it's very cute it's very playful um, but I think it's a pass for me 
Uh, I think it's very cute and very playful and worth checking out for a second. So for that reason, it's a play for me, which is sort of my barometer. But, you know, it's it could very easily be a pass, too. There's there's really nothing to it past a certain point. But it's cute. It's fun. I like it. It is. As far as, like, these types of if, games. If you're, like a, if you're, like, a simple-minded person like Claudio who doesn't play a lot of video games, <laughs> no, you'll probably love it. Don't invite. If you don't play video games, you will love this video game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't invite a guest on and call him simple-minded. Look at I knew what I was getting myself into. I'll just put it that way. All right, fair enough. I'm one of the nicest guys out there. (laughs) Oh, my God. he's. I'm uh, Now I feel bad. Why did Andy set me up like that? Yeah, stupid fucking Andy. Stupid fucking Andy. All right, next up we have The Ephemera of Evelyn Coote, an adventure interactive fiction 2D bitsy DRM-free episodic Pixar retro game. Single-player, story-rich. Uh, by Attempting Entertainment. It's 30,000 years in the future, and as far as art school is concerned, the more things change, the more things stay the same. You take on the role of Evelyn Cott, a creative 20-something with severe motivational problems. The end of the semester has rolled around, and you w- and wouldn't you know it, you're late on turning in a few things. How long will it take you to muster up the courage to send off those dreaded, so sorry, but a few things come up, here you go, type of emails. Um, this is a, a, a this this is like a game that feels kind of like a school project, you know. It's like yes, it, it's like a demonstration to see like I can make a video game and it can look like this, and here it is. Um, it's pixel arty. It's kind of retroy. There's not really much to it other than walking around and seeing prompts um, for the various items you pick up uh, as sort of like a little bit of a story is exposed, and there's not a lot to it. Um, what did you guys think? Yeah, agreed. Uh, the game felt very much like a school project. And, and and also, it's a game about a school project. So it leads yeah. me to believe that the person who created this did use this as kind of like, like I could, I could see myself being cheap and writing uh, an essay about writing an essay uh, in college. So this is like this person's attempt to do that. And the game was fine. Uh, didn't, it was no peck and pixels at all for me. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I could see how this is probably like based off of other games that like came before it. Uh, and they probably did a better job at this, but I was very bored the whole entire time. I was, it didn't make any sense why anyone would play this game. Yeah. It's not, it's not quite a game, right? Like there's mm-hmm. not, there's not any, like there was, there weren't really choices. It was just sort of like there were icons that were different colors than other things. And you walked up to those and you got like a little text, bubble kind of thing so yeah it did feel yeah like somebody was procrastinating on doing some other assignment and so they were like "Eh, let's try like making a game or whatever it looks like it was made uh, as part of a game jam which leads me to which makes a lot of sense because you know game jams you kind of create stuff within the limitations of the time and like a certain thing and actually like playing this in the context of a bunch of other games on like either a theme or something like that, it could stand out a lot more because this is like very, you know, you're playing kind of a lot of half finished games and this kind of feels that way too. There's, there's not like a ton going on um, narrative wise. You're kind of just running around interacting with some people there was, there were a few moments that I was kind of surprised at where I was like, Oh, that has a little more heft than maybe I would have expected. Um, I also really, really like the art style. I thought it looks really cool. And for such like a, a minimalist pixel style in terms of like what they're actually doing, they ha- they included quite a bit of detail on stuff and things looked very busy, but also very cool. Um, 
I had a question for you guys. Did was there a way to get to the first floor or second floor? I couldn't um, figure it out. I couldn't figure it out either. Okay. I don't think that there actually was. that pissed me off for a long time because I was like, <laughs> "Am I doing this wrong? I can't I can't figure out if there's more to be done here." Well, um, I couldn't. There wasn't a way to use any of the things that you picked up, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the part that made there. me upset is like the 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 detail and the time the kind of time wasting of you picked up a you know whatever item and I was like, okay, I'm gonna. Have, obviously use this in the future and then you just kind of like beat the game and you're like what happened why, why did i pick up stuff if it wasn't ever use it yeah that made me very frustrated there's this like weird thing um with this bundle where sometimes it's like oh am i missing something like can i not use this mm-hmm. because like there's just a button a key that i haven't pressed or is it just sort of like so yeah i spent a lot of time being like like pushing every button on my computer to try and use the like backpack that I picked up or the key that I picked up. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not quite a game. It's not quite a narrative either. Like there's a little bit of like, um, it's like, yeah, it's a slice of life. It's very strange that you say that it takes place 30,000 years in the future. (laughs) Yeah. That's bizarre. Doesn't feel that way. That's kind of fun. I don't know. That's, I, I like, like why that. not? You know what I mean? Yeah, that detail was fun to me. It's like, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know? Come on, liquid guys. Rats? Did you guys get to what was the liquid yeah, rats? The, they were like little liquid rats. Don't worry about it. Don't think yeah. about it. Yeah, who cares? Um <laughs> there's still art school. There's still an actual edifice where you go and you learn art in thirty thousand years in the future. So that's <laughs> that's good to know. Well, uh I, I do think you're you saying there's not much like game here is very fair and also not much story but i think all, all it really, this sort of thing really needs is just a little more game and story to be really cool like i i really do like the way it looked and the way it interact you like you would interact with stuff and the soundtrack was cool did you guys um notice that it's like the first two like notes of a john bryan song or something like that sort of played over and over mm. No, it was like real quick, like the yeah. So the, the and then she, they they thank John Bryan in the um actual uh. I don't really know who's John Bryan. Yeah, who's John, John Bryan? Uh, he's a composer who does a monthly show at uh, Largo, and he did like the theme for like Magnolia and Punch Drunk Love. Oh, that's John uh, Williams. Uh, oh yeah, excuse me, that's Hans Zimmer. You're right. Um. <laughs> So John Bryan is kind of a really interesting showbiz character, but uh, has written a lot of really cool, iconic songs and movies that you would like. He did, he did the stuff for I Heart Huckbees, I think. Um, okay. So they thanked him, and I was like, oh, you know. So the, things are coming together in this sort of thing. I, I like games about college. I like games about anxiety and, and art school specifically. Uh, and I like John Bryan. So for that reason, uh, I'm still a pass on this one. I don't think there's a reason you should check it out. But like. <laughs> thought it was cool and like if anything we said sounds interesting you should play it but like there's there's not a i I can't think of a compelling reason to there's not much game or story to it it's you're sort of running around it's cool yeah claudia what about you i would be very proud of a friend of mine if they did this and i'd be like hey this is really cool and then kind of like you know what do you want for dinner type thing uh i'm gonna go ahead and say uh ultimate pass is there an ultimate pass or, or just is it just pass no, or play? You, go for you it. can say you say can whatever you want. Pass. I'm gonna go ahead and say super pass on this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I have this like. It's funny because in in 
real life like whenever i watch a movie that's about a writer who's like struggling in la it's infuriating right because it's like you are a writer and the best you could come up with is like that a, a story about a struggling writer like mm-hmm. better and so there's a little bit of like that with this which is like okay you're uh, you're in school and you made a game about being in school like just like yeah video games are the are the play area for like ultimate imagine you know imagination and you can fuck with that and you can be like oh actually this is about like a really small thing um so but there is definitely as i was playing it like a little bit of like okay like you know i just want a little bit more imagination you know i like it would not be surprising to me if this person like was actually going through a breakup at the time that they made this right and actually needed to get their art school homework done right and it's like yeah uh, to me that's like that just is like a weird irky thing on like an aesthetic level um but yeah no. people say right what you know eric i'm sorry that you haven't listened to them <laughs> <laughs> what i will say so you're i mean sorry I, I cut you off as you were about to deliver the the fucking crippling blow oh, so i'm a play baby no it's a pass. <laughs> it's it's a pet it's a pass it's yeah it's just like it makes sense that it's part of a game jam it's a cute yeah. little thing you know cool I hope that they go on to make other cool. Yeah, I will say that like I am curious to check out what deve- what else the developer has made, and I I will definitely do that. And you know they're on my radar now, which is, I think the only thing a game like this is supposed to do is to, like sort of pique your interest. Yeah, nicest guy. I I, I, I I sunk in six hours in this game. <laughs> That's way I too much. Lo- I fucking love it. <laughs> Um, next game, uh, by Lamplight, an adventure strategy survivor horror game, turn-based. Uh, the developer is the Zandan, Dr. Scrub, and Appends. Um, by Lamplight is a turn-based dungeon crawler where you must climb to the 13th floor of the Demonic Spire. As you climb, you must manage the oil supply for your lantern as well as your own health and sanity. Lighting torches can help stave off the grip of insanity, but will cost you some ever-dwindling supply of oil. Will you conserve oil to keep your lantern lit, or will you save your sanity and attempt to ward off the horrors of the Spire? thoughts yeah so it's sort of it's very basic graphics just sort of like squares and not really i i don't even know if you could say there was wasn't much animation right like it was just sort of like very discreet kind of like i move and then like the vampire moves right like i move the vampire moves um yeah just this aesthetic top-down thing um it took me a second to figure out how to use the lantern uh and i felt like an idiot (laughs) <laughs> me too it reminded me of the death of the corpse wizard it did remind me of the death of the corpse wizard I yeah think a game we played a couple episodes ago in episode 12 uh, or i guess yeah like two episodes ago except the depth of the death of the corpse wizard had a real uh aesthetic element to it mm-hmm. that this game didn't like this mm-hmm. game was it's funny it's like it looked sort of like chips challenge did you guys ever play that old sort of like it was a top-down puzzler that i had on a pc and it's it that was a cool game it was like they must have like a lot of time to make that there were tons and tons of levels um but this sort of felt like a less developed version of that in some ways yeah what do you think claudia i uh I'll, I'll be honest so i tried to when i was given the assignment of these four games i said i'm going to give myself 45 minutes each on these games mm-hmm. and i think that's fair i don't i think that's enough time to play a game to get to know it and give it a good accurate review 
packing pixels. I played for hours, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, the other game that with the 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 game the game the meta game, thirty minutes and I beat it. That was great. So this game, I it was torture for me. I played it for five minutes and I had to quit. <laughs> it was awful, and I wanted to really play. I was like, I could play an awful game for forty five minutes. It's just forty five minutes, and I couldn't do it. So I gave it five minutes. I think I killed the vampire, and then I turned it off. It was. I did not like this at all. This was bad. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's specifically mimicking things that are very negative and frustrating, you know? So I can absolutely, you know, versus Pexing Pixels, which is mimicking stuff that is sweet and fun. And so cute. much fun. And also, that's actually, uh, I think that's a really interesting point, is like Pecking Pixels is hacking your brain because it makes you feel busy and productive and, and like you're having fun, doing like you're doing something, you know? Mm-hmm. And this game hacks your brain in a different way because it makes you frustrated and angry and sort of like like um, mad, you know, yes. what's going on and kind of like a little scared and like feeling weird about stuff. So it's very effective at doing that. I also didn't like especially enjoy it because I just kind of felt like, okay, cool. I see what they're going for. They did it effectively and it's not my, my cup of tea. So I, I'm out on it. Yeah, I don't even know how, like I, it's funny because like, I had a very similar experience to you, Claudio, for the first time that I played it. And I think that like the aesthetics of this game are are playing in the the realm of things that I like, right? Where it's like dungeon stuff, vampires, you know, kind of limited resources sort of things are like I enjoy that and I I will give that probably more than it's due and i think the first time i played it i was very aggravated like you and then i came back to it because i was like you know what i want to try and like beat this thing and Mm -hmm. it's it's an aggravating game like it's not it's not it wasn't as it wasn't what yeah it, it just wasn't fun in the way that i wanted it to be and i really like tried right like like i want this to be good and i want to have a good time playing it and i just sort of like was moving through these spaces lamp was dying and and there's sometimes when a game is like you know like your lamp is running out and you're like "Mm, i want to all right i want to go back and like just get a little bit farther this time but like Uh i would get to play there were parts where like i think actually some of the coding was a little odd so like i couldn't move anymore or maybe that was because there was a ghost like there was just like things that were aggravating to me and they felt external to my experience playing it right like where it was just like i want this game to like work a little bit better yeah i know exactly what you're talking about there are games where you'll you're stressed out and you're kind of like feeling anxious but it still kind of feels good because you're like you got a little better than you were last time and it's like oh if i die i know exactly what i'm gonna do this time and you kind of like are growing and you're kind of like getting better and like you could see your progress this game was none of that and it was it was there was no for me motivation to want to see the end of the game like other games like that are as frustrating you're like well at least i could beat the end and be like have that like level of satisfaction be like ah finally all that time this had i I had no compulsion at all to want to do that so completely just had to like quit it it was just wasn't wasn't for me that being said definite play i i recommend this game (laughs) (laughs) no yeah it's i are we on final thoughts now? It's a small yeah. game. It's a, it, yeah. it's there's, I mean, you know, who knows what I got to like level three. Right. And I kept dying at level three and just sort of got aggravated and was like, ah, oh, I'm fine. Um, 
maybe there's more to it. Maybe it like develops in some way, but it didn't feel, I don't know. There was like a weird ghost thing that started following me around or a blue flame thing. And, and I, I wanted to give this the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, ultimately it's a pass for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pass for me too, which is funny. Cause I'm trying to figure out like, is it really fair? You know, like we talked about in the previous episode, in, in Carrie's car, I fucking loved and was so gung-ho about it. And this game being like um, the um, – what's it called? Oh, the ephemera of Evelyn Cott. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'd be interested in playing something more for what this developer is. But now we're talking about this one right now, which is actually – it's like a real game. Like they made a real game. Even if it's not fun to play, like there's a real game here. And I'm like, ugh, I'm not interested in like it's not even on my radar or something I want to play. Well, yeah, again. no, you know I, mean, I mean I think like I, – I think that A, there's – you know, we have we bring our own aesthetic appreciation to certain things, and yeah, then B, like if you focus on making a playable game, but you don't focus on making it fun, then like you're gonna run into this type of feedback from people, right? Like you're just yeah, right. If if you really like the chicken game, is ultimately like I have fun clicking on those chickens and moving them around and those chickens are clucking and like, you're like, Oh no, I got to get this chicken to a basket and it's eggs. And it's very easy, but I, but I, I'm drawn in because it, it prioritizes, I think fun in some ways where, well, I mean, unfortunately with that game, I, I do think there is some like weird, like, you know, that that's the same thing as like social media where it's it, like, <laughs> it, 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 they've hacked into the base of your brain and figured out what makes us feel good. No. And they're just stroking that part, you know, yeah, but I mean, possible. like that's why candy crush is like a wildly popular game, right? It's just like some people and sometimes, and, and not even some people like people like having fun, right? Like, and, and if you... <laughs> I love, we talk about that all the time on this podcast. And like, I often disagree with you, but like right now I'm like, yeah, people like having fun. I'm totally with you. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know this, this, this uh, podcast is so political. I didn't want, I don't want to get on if you guys are going to be saying this controversial stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, but this game, I mean, like, you know, I have no doubt that the people who develop this game are going to work on another game. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, whereas maybe that's not true about the ephemera of Evelyn Cott. Like that, that maybe felt like I had to do this for a school project. Here we go. Uh, this by Lamplight feels like it was made by people who like games and they made a functioning game. But I think, as, like, yeah, as an experiment. But yeah. I think, this is, hey, what's to, like if we make a game like yeah, it's like figure out ways to like, because you could make this game like this game could be a very enjoyable like it's very close to something I want to keep playing and playing and playing right, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know whatever that is is like you're picking up swords or you're picking up you know like whatever there is a little bit there and and it's just not, yeah and not quite and cool. yeah and that's I think what makes it extra frustrating because I am not a game player so. I see this as a game and like, okay, it has, it set up the rules, set up the challenges. You have a lantern, it, you know, dwindles and you're like, it, it tells you what's going on in the game. You're like, all right, cool. Maybe I could like figure this out. For me, there was no figuring it out. It was like, that's what it is. It doesn't get any better or worse. And yeah. it, it just felt like nothing was ever really going to change as far as like just fun. The fun component was completely missing, but also, there were the elements there. Why am I lighting lanterns if, like, the only uh, way that I can interact with the space is by lighting lanterns, but that makes it harder to go deeper into the space? Like, it's that is aggravating. Like, mm -hmm. 
give me a way to interact with the space that doesn't make it harder to continue playing. But you know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. kind of like the death of the corpse wizard where it was like using electricity killed you. And it's like, okay, I want mm -hmm. to like be able to interact with this. Let me have fun. Also do a lot of the games on the bundle. Wait, hold Sorry. On. No, do a lot of games on the bundle. Are you, are you supposed to use mouse and cursor uh, mouse and D pad or whatever the up and down arrows? <laughs> Uh, that happen, does that happen often? Because you have to do it in this game. Yes, that's that's a common that's that's common in for video games. <laughs> All right, well that part I hated that part. I one of the nice things I think about the podcast in general is that if we don't like something, we completely give our like people listening enough rope to, to hang us with it. You know, where it's like either these guys don't know what they're talking about, or it's like oh it, they clearly just didn't like the game because they don't like games like this. So I shouldn't take it so personally. So that's always a nice thing. Sure. All <laughs> oh, right. Uh, if the if the person who created this is listening, I don't know shit about video games. And I'm a dumbass. <laughs> if that makes you feel any better, that's great. Um. So we're all passes. Moving on to the last game of the week. Oh boy, you got to get things a little low and sultry for this. <laughs> we are talking. We're three straight dudes talking about whipped and steamy cosplay cafe, a visual novel dating sim, I... erotic female protagonist, funny management game that is NSFW and story rich. Developed by Whales and Games, Bunny Copulation, oh Robin Hood PT, Jorge Game Dev, Polite Whale, and Musky Draws. Come and relax with a hot and steamy coffee in a town where adult entertainment is the new best thing. Oh the Whipped and Steamy Cafe is the best fun for all cosplayers with a wild and adventurous side. No shirt, no shoes. And no shame, huh. only the best service. All right, Claudio, I want to, you and I, I want to do a little bet. I want to do a bet. Sure. Okay. How many times do you think Alex played this game? <laughs> How many times? Mm -hmm. um, uh, so we had a week to play this game. Uh, let's say Alex played this game two times. Okay, I'm going to say three. How, three. How many times did you play it? I played it three times. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. I get punched in the arm. <laughs> uh, I played it three times. That that I, I thought you were going to say like six. I was like, come on, man. Have some self-respect. But like, yeah, I absolutely played it three times. Um, okay. So the, the way that the game kind of is set up, like the game element of it is your... Um, it's a horny game. We should say that right off the top. Or, the game is designed to be horny. Yes, it yes. is. A, it's yeah. a horny game. You're you're uh, a young barista who uh, walks into a cafe and you're greeted by a fox who turns out is a furry. Yeah, and, it's a straight up furry. And he, mm -hmm. he's the owner is, of the cafe. It's trying to. He has terrible business management skills because he's really trying bad. to open up a second location. And he's like, "Hey, welcome to the store. You have." two weeks to make 6,800 bucks. And then what you get to adjust on a day-to-day -day basis is um, the coffee you're offering, the dessert you're offering and the decorations on the wall. And that is going to attract four sets of groups, the fantasy lovers, the exotic fantasy cosplayers, exotic fantasy cosplayers, cosplayers right? vanilla cosplayers, and then non-cosplayers. Yeah. 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 Trust me. I, Oh, I know this game, baby. <laughs> Uh, um, Claudia, what'd you think? Uh, I didn't get this game at all. 
<laughs> well, so the the last part of the game is so that's what you're doing on a day to day basis is that the different things you select are affecting the, the kinds of people who come in and how much different people pay. One item might give you plus 100% tips on a vanilla person and then no tips on a, an exotic person. One thing might say like 25% uh, extra like snacks that day. And you're constantly making money based on like how many different people stop by to do things and what the like estimated percentage of people who will stop by is. So okay. the point of this game is to make a bunch of money doing that. And at the end of the day, after you've sold all your coffee, a cosplayer will stop, stop by for a little one-on-one -on -one interaction. Um, there's no actual, this is what's so strange. Uh, what the game is sort of do it, it it's got its tongue in its cheek a little bit where it's like so, it's sort of like we're like a horny game sure but it also does a pretty good job of educating you in kind of a respectful way about all of these kinks that people have like very specific kinks and it's very clear it's it's make when it does make fun of these things it's making fun of it because these people are of that and respect it you know yes. it's like no one is like supposed to feel shame um, but it is a very kinky game, you know, and what it like sort of meters out to you is like this like idea of like being sort of titillated by interacting with these people. But you don't have any control over what the interaction is or what you say or how you act. So there's like this weird disconnect where it's just sort of like, you know, we'll give you what we've decided we want to give you in the game. And it just it, it means that. All of your like all the things you do are sort of to draw out these random occurrences, and there's not really much going on in terms of the interacting of like how you're going to draw out these various kinks, if that makes sense. So, Claudio, how much did you play? As somebody who doesn't like this is, I feel like this is a very um, like specific type of game, right? Where it's like you basically get these options, you make these adjustments, and then you kind of see how those adjustments sort of play oh, out wow. yeah uh -huh. how so in what way were you able to it's like with with very little game knowledge like tell us your experience of it yeah like i said i try to give each of these games 45 minutes and i uh, <laughs> and i didn't and i and i quit the other one and i was like i don't want to do it for this game but i truly did not understand this game at all mm. and i had to quit after the first interaction with like the furry like not the manager, but the, the the furry, and I'm like, is this not this is not going anywhere for me? And I had to quit, and I quit it. Okay. Very very well done game. All the animations were very nice and colorful, and that was great. Uh, and Alex, I agree. Like the the dialogue is very you know mature, and but like in a very kind of fun way. But I it wasn't. I I just didn't get why anyone would play this game. If you want to get horny, there's other easier ways to get horny on the internet. If you want to play a game, there's other games you could do. But this is what is was in a weird middle zone where I'm like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Mm. Uh, I feel like Alex, that's probably the exact opposite of how you feel. Um, no, I think that's very fair in a lot of ways in terms of what it is. It, the, 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 the point of it is that like the, where it comes up short for me is just like, I, I do think it's really interesting as you learn because so basically if someone keeps on showing up, you get, you get to like know them more and more. And the first time you interact with them, you're kind of just interacting with the surface level of like the kink, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know? And then when they come back a second and third and fourth time, they start to like open up to you a little bit more and be a little bit more like honest with like what the underpinnings of the kink are and like 
like start to speak of it in a way where it's like, oh, I can understand why someone would be into that a little bit more or what the thing about it is. Um, and that is the most interesting part to me. Like the horny part actually like the titillating thing is like really not very interesting. And at the, like after you get to a certain point, it builds up to a certain point. And then the point is you have to buy a specific piece of merchandise that you put up. And then that person shares a picture with you, which is the horniest they got. And so, oh, wow. Really? I never, yeah, yeah. I never got to that point. I, <laughs> this game was, this game I think is really, really interesting. And I, I, I was like, it wasn't like I, I wasn't turned on playing it, but I did think it was so interesting that they were making a game that was supposed to turn you on. I got you know? a little bit. I got a little bit ter- like there was a little. There- okay, cool. If we're being honest, I got a little turned on. Okay, there, yeah. there, 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 there you go. There you go. There you go. So my experience was frustrating because uh, I was kind of like hitting it off with like uh, Bunny. Some, I can't remember what her oh the the bunny casino girl yeah the bunny woman, woman excuse me woman or person the bunny casino woman um and um and I thought we were hitting it off and she was like hang these underwears up on the wall and I did that and then I never saw her again and suddenly uh the luchador in the gimp mask kept showing up <laughs> and i kept doing everything i possibly could to never see that guy again and he kept showing up like multiple times with like hurt me tattooed across the yeah head. yeah and um i lost i lost the game i like did not make enough money at all and the the manager came back and he was like man well you didn't make enough money <laughs> sorry we're not gonna hire you i i made about how much money do you think you made oh uh, it was like sixteen hundred dollars oh, okay yeah i made i the first time i played through i made about like three thousand mm-hmm. dollars and he was the like first time oh. he played through <laughs> <laughs> wait tell me about who you met i'm interested in hearing like who there is out there that you interacted with um so the woman who i met she was she's like the dominatrix oh um, so she i I was legitimately turned on by the dominatrix. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely the hottest one. And what her description of like what the thing was, I thought was really interesting where she is part of a um, medieval, like fr- like an online medieval uh, BDSM game where like people like write fi- fanfic and it's just all about like, you know, people become Kings and then like, other people like shame them and they like lose all their power and their followings. And like, people are like fucking and sucking and having orgies and doing all this sort of stuff. <laughs> There's like all this like stuff that goes into this thing. I'm like, is this real? I haven't like gone to like investigate. Is this thing real? But the thing you get at the end of it, it's like, she's in the dungeon and you, it's just like, she's standing over you giving you like a crotch shot as she's about to like hit you. Like uh, with she's, she's wearing like, underwear and stuff like that but i was like whoa this is like very titillating um for the uh, for the audience uh alex i've never seen him more engaged in a in a story before he's going nuts his eyes are huge and round he, he's super into this this is crazy i can see his nipples they're standing out in his shirt <laughs> he's sweating profusely and gesturing wildly with his hands oh wow but in a nice way but in a very nice way i met but the, i mean i met the dude who was a maid and who was really upset by how dirty our place was. Who else did you? So I never got into the vanilla people. Like I, I, never... I there's a, there's a woman who is a maid uh, who I met who was uh, sort of like cosplaying as a um, cosplaying as a character from like a, a show that she loves where 
it's like a maid for very rich people who have orgies and then her job is to clean up the orgies afterwards that's i guess i thought that that was uh a guy but maybe, oh really uh, yeah maybe i'm could be could be i mean i yeah. i don't I, i'm sure this game takes a very neutral stance on, on that sort of stuff yeah you know um and by but, the way, who just leaves an orgy like and leaves their mess there? You don't want to pick up a little bit? Well, that's the whole point. The very rich people do. So the maid shows up, but then the maid will clean up and very have discreet. her own orgies too. So Ugh. she's like super confident. But I, I actually, one thing that I was really interested that this made me think about a lot is as they were talking about like why they dress up the way they do. And, you know, as you go further along in the conversations, the people start to talk a little bit more about who they are and why it is they dress up. I was like, man. It is so crazy to me that people dress up as these characters, like in the real world, like in our world, they do that. They have such confidence to sort of say, we love these things so much and we're going to dress up to do these things. I think that's fucking awesome. I would never be brave enough to do something like that. You know, it's like funny because put myself out there that way. Playing this game, I th there was so much dialogue and so much text in it so much an unbearable amount given but how I, little point, you have into like, it. yeah exactly where i was like i like i was just like next 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 right because it was sure. like really the game was you know the game aspect is like mm -hmm. make these decisions make these like what three decorations are you putting up what food are you putting up what coffee are you putting up and which to me i think is a is a compelling game design and and we've now encountered like this is not a type of game that I choose to play, but we've mm -hmm. encountered this like death and taxes is kind of like, right. Sort of yeah. game, right. Where, the, where it's sort of like the, it's almost like they designed a game around being able to like put text into a thing. Right. And to yeah. like create a narrative or something like that. And yeah. I think the game is, is kind of interesting, right? Like the idea, I think it's very interesting. Of, yeah. Like, how do you adjust? How do you make adjustments in order to try to attract the most people or get like optimize, you know, what your profits or whatever? I think is interesting, and I like the titillating aspects. But there's so much text, and oh. and I think you have to just be like ready for the amount of text in this, and it's maybe a little like expository, right? Like it's like all of the like it doesn't feel like even though you're getting into a deeper and deeper relationship with these people. Like mm -hmm. it's just them explaining stuff. Yeah. To you. Yeah. That's why and, and, I had to, that's why I had to quit that game because after playing the Evelyn caught game and realizing how little there was no gameplay at all, I was like, I really hope this is not another one of those things. And I really can't waste that much time. Like just reading a bunch of stuff. Like I wish it just told me how much I was reading. Cause then maybe I'd be more like mentally into it, but I, I couldn't do it. And it just felt like there was no, there was literally no game. It was like I was just like reading subtitles yeah. at my own pace. Yeah, there's well, very little. It's like you've got 14 days, right? Like you got 14 days making. And and that's, but but that's the point is like it like it presupposes that what it does offer is enough for you to put up with like that bare game kind of a thing. And if it's not, then this game is not for you. And if oh. it doesn't seem interesting, it's definitely not for you. There was an interesting review just to give you an idea of like how. I, I think if you're someone who likes kinky shit, who's into some of the stuff that the game like says, it might actually be worth it because maybe you don't see yourself represented in like more 
mainstream video games so much or in this kind of thing. So I, I went to the community page to see if there was like a, a workaround and there was, so I was able to get through it no problem. But there's there's a guy on there named Gay Potato who's asking, I was wondering if you could add something P related to the erotic kinks. Also, maybe a list of the more extreme kinks with toggles could probably be really useful. So that's a person who like is into P stuff. Um, that like want <laughs> Claudio is doing his best not to laugh, and I really commend him for it. You know, <laughs> not not to like no no shame or anything. Like that. It's just like it, it hits you like a little more viscerally to think about that. You know, like this person is into peace stuff, and they came to this game like thinking like I want more peace stuff. How do I get peace stuff out of this? The rest of the stuff is great, but I want to see some more peace stuff. Stop you know? saying peace stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it seems funny but when you talk about it that way, but like, you know, that's like the level of kink is someone who's into P stuff. It's like, this game is great. I love all the kinky stuff, but <laughs> that's like the, the level to which this thing goes. So I think if, if you're into this sort of stuff, you might actually get another layer out of it that we, we don't re can't really see in it because to us, this is all just like a weird fascination kind of a thing. Yeah, I think if the game had more poopoo -poo stuff, I would have been maybe like into that more. But it didn't have too much poopoo -poo stuff, and I, you know, and I think like when you have these games, you should kind of have the poopoo -poo stuff in mind. But you have, and and honestly, the guy with the needing more peepee -pee stuff, and I was like, well, if you have some peepee -pee stuff, let's do some poopoo -poo stuff. That's why we call you Kaka Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of like of encountering a game that has like kink stuff. And then being like, <laughs> like I need you to include my kink in it. It's like hilarious. that's that's a, that is a weird level of entitlement. <laughs> yep, I agree. You're right. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> I I hadn't even thought about that, and that's absolutely right. The, to me, it was just like, oh my god, like someone who is like this, like into this specific thing that feels like outside of like what people would consider normal. Like saw this and was like, this is great. Uh, but I I want more. Yeah, like, can you please give me my thing? Yeah, and I'm not I'm not shaming, but that seems to be like a direct message or like an email to the developer <laughs> of the game, well, and not necessarily the, like the developer responds and says, "We'll see." Princess Dom actually mentions that and adds that as a term in one of her after relationship events, and we also have a slightly hint through the golden bean shower, but we'll consider it. We normally design our characters after a certain theme, depending on how they go. We decide to further define them. If we find inspiration, a way to write a character like that, we'll see about it. Thank you for the suggestion, though. I that's that is, that's a very yeah thoughtful kind of like yeah diplomatic response incredible yeah, yeah. that's but the kind of stuff we want to review claudio as opposed to just laughing and <laughs> i wasn't laughing i was uh i was enjoying the way you were uh, reading alex that's what it was okay um, yeah claudio if someone came onto your podcast and was like hey i have a problem with my urinary tract are you gonna like laugh at them Never in a million years. I think, I think, you know, that's a condition, you know, that that, that person did not choose to have a ur urinary tract condition. Okay, but this person is choosing to talk Eight about his kink. Yeah. <laughs> this person is to have a pee thing. This is great. This person is, is choosing to talk about that. In a... there, you know, that you want to talk about. Oh my God. God, this game. All right. I'm, I'm going to move on to final thoughts. This game is wild. It's really weird. It's aesthetically you know, I bet that there are like other weird horny gems in this, and this is the beginning of our uh, sort of exploration in turn into the world of like indie games that are like borderline horny. I'm a play because it's like a fascination to me. Like this is a play. The game is not 
and the game is like half interesting and there's way too much text for this right like it's it is very much a group of people that are just trying to like explain kinks and stuff like mm-hmm. that and i would say i think that you can i feel like if you're like the the audience for this game probably has like a a baseline knowledge for a certain kink stuff that they um will probably bring to the table and and we're maybe at a point where you don't need to explain every single element of like what your thing is and and i have a little bit of a a, an aversion to games that are designed that are overwritten because i think a lot like i think a lot of times you should design a game for the playing element right like Mm -hmm. And so, and and I don't think that this game was designed to be played so much as to like try and explain, you know, explain or explore these weird, you know, fetishes. Um, but it's a play. It, if you know, if well, not, for, not, like, not weird fetishes, but different fetishes. Yeah, I was gonna say interesting. My bad. No, you're my my bad. Uh, you're right. And why well, don't I like? We can't call furryism a weird fetish. Like that's no. No, we can't. It's okay. interesting. I would say interesting. I would, you know, it's not. It's not your fetish, but it's. It's you know, it's a fetish. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I don't know. I. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't like. I. I. I feel like there's people with fetishes who are like furries are weird. Like I don't Eric's like a little, Eric's a little fucking piss pig, and he thinks that furries, <laughs> that furries are weird. Honestly, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I'm a poo poo pig, so I mean, I shouldn't yeah. have. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so, we're veering into like a weird, like not PC well, kind well, of I'll, realm, and that's about not PC. I'm just you know I don't want to kink shame anyone. My my point is that I'll say uh, I think it's the art is really nice, really cool the sort of level and like of like knowledge they bring to it is really interesting um and i'm a play just to kind of explore what this thing is but i'm with you there's too much text and the core of the game you know i was i was hooked in and i was playing it for a while but like there's if you don't like a character it gets really boring really yeah fast. sure yeah i mean I, uh... I, kept, I kept running into right exactly dude that i did not want i got a i got a crotch shot and i was good to go after that point fellas i uh i I would say i agree with eric i also hate furries um (laughs) (laughs) no i um i thought that this was not a game this was uh an excuse for people to spend time on the internet and learn about kinks and the fetish world and not and not have to google it i think and this is not a video game and i would this is a definite pass for me, but um, if you guys like games where you read a bunch and then you, uh, I guess, change your menu up and then get more money, that's a that's a game for you. Uh, my Catholic friend Claudio, at it again, <laughs> puritanical to the very end. Um, well, great. Uh, that's the last game. So we're two plays and a pass. Um, Claudio, where can people find you online uh, or, or anything you want to plug? What's going on with you? Yeah, sure. Online, I'm super active on Twitter. Twitter is my new uh, uh, social media of choice. That's where I'm going to blow up. That's where everyone's going to find all my funny jokes. Uh, I'm on Slaudio Cavedra, which is the first letters <laughs> of my name switched. And uh, it's super, super imaginative. And uh, I do a bunch of like lefty jokes, you know, so like that's where you want to find that like hot political stuff. That's where you got to go.
Oh, baby, I'm still hot and steamy. <laughs> All Alex, soaked, soaked up Alex, from froth. I think that we're really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree, Eric. I went back and checked, and that's my official uh, uh, call-off sign. Okay. Call sign. Fair enough. Beautiful. Um, that's great. Great episode. Thank you for being on, Claudio. Um our guest next week is Jonah Cooper. Uh, we have a barn burner episode for you guys. We're very excited, but why don't we draw those next games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Our first game is A New Life, a visual novel, interactive fiction, 2D atmospheric, casual game. Uh, the game after that, Platform Fighter, a fighting platformer, local multiplayer game uh, by Jail and Hideki. And then Plunge, an action-adventure puzzle game from Spooky Buns Games. Great games, great guest, great times. Please join us, how about? I'm excited. Join us in the Bundle Dome. <laughs> okay, that is the show. Uh, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please, so our egos can get boosted. And track us down on the web at... Uh, bundle underscore buddies on twitter love it alex i love you love you too eric uh, we'll see you all next week and catch ya Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Honnett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.
Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Honnett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi. All right. Sweet. That's it. Awesome. All right, my dude. I'll talk to you very soon. Sounds good. Thanks for doing all Thank of you. This. Thank you. Is your gig done or do you still have it's uh this is the last week. Yeah. Well, fuck fuck that boss. I know. I'm uh no, it's great. I'm I'm i I uh I I like her a lot, but it's just very clear to me that like there's not really a job for me here. And mm. I don't do well in situations where it's not clear to me that like what exactly the expectations are you yeah know? fair enough so I, i'm ready to be done and then i don't know i have some thoughts i need to run by you in the new year we'll see how it goes oh okay like what well you tell me about them then i'll tell you about it i have to for, i have to get it a little more fully formed in my head before i start talking about it okay uh camille was i heard one short that's so one fucked short. so robbed way robbed She's bummed. Anyway, I bet, dude. I oh. can't even. I can't even imagine. Jesus. Bullshit. I'm gonna read all the blacklists now. I just got them. If you want them, um, like I don't know. Uh, sure, send them to me. I'll read them. Okay. Yes. You should. No, I. I'm probably like jealous and resentful. You know what I mean? It's good to read, though. That's the yeah, whole point. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, but I, but I, there's like that little snottiness in me that's like, wow, oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> I have better. Uh, you Did you did you submit anything for it? No, 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 no. You should submit, um, fucking red honey or uh, red I gold, can, honey I gold. I, can I just submit? I honestly don't know. I should find out. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways. Anyways, everyways. Hey, I love our Monday check-ins. It's so nice to hear your voice. (laughs) Alex, the podcast isn't even recording anymore. Oh, wait, it is recording. (laughs) Nice try. Uh, Wait, that's how I get you. Stop it so that I don't uh, don't accidentally exit out and we lose. Oh my god, can you imagine?